Okay, welcome back to the Everyman Podcast. Dom, what's going on? Not that much, man. A lot of crazy shit going on. A lot of crazy shit. First and foremost, I um, I want to apologize for the long hiatus. I know uh, some of you have been breaking my balls about the next episode, but uh, I've been sick. Dom has been away on business. and um, We're back. We're back. We did miss Halloween. We had some pretty cool stuff to go over for Halloween, but um, that's okay. There's always next year. I did watch Halloween Ends. I mentioned that to you, and uh, that's not what this podcast is about at all, but I just wanted to take a couple minutes to tell you how much I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I thought you said that was the one that was good. No, no. The last one, the one before it was really good, and the 2018 one was good, um, which was just called Halloween. Halloween Kills was very good, and this last one was an absolute piece of shit. Mm. Really, really pissed me off. One of the guys was saying it was, uh, I can't remember. Maybe, I don't remember, I'm getting the titles wrong, that's why. They were saying it was, it was good, but it was. No, maybe it could be this Maybe I'm, I'm, then I'm screwing up the names. We don't know anybody that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was, it was a horrible movie, just absolutely horrible. They did like an origin story. For some kid that nobody nobody asked for an origin story. Why do you watch a Halloween movie? A movie, you know, why do you go to a movie called Halloween? Well, for the scare element of it. No, you go there for Michael Myers. Okay, yeah, like you're going the classical Michael Myers is the unstoppable killing machine, the slasher. That's him and Donald Pleasance. That's what made Halloween. Obviously, Donald Pleasance passed away. Nobody asked for this stupid origin story. And they completely made Michael Myers such a wuss in this movie. I don't know. It, it was a disaster. Mm. It, was a, it was a freaking disaster. Anyways, enough of that. Just had to get that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we were, we did a couple episodes on um, child molestation, pedophilia, sex trafficking in high places, some very disturbing stuff. And we're not done with that yet, but uh, we wanted to take a bit of a break to discuss some of the um, some of this crazy stuff that's been going on. Your boy Kanye West. Um, Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. And just, just some really, really weird stuff. It's, you know, kind of similar, I guess, to cancel culture, but I think this is way more extreme, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, more extreme and, and more taboo, and I think that these things are whether the you know the the discussion we've been chatting about outside of the podcast, um, whether it's something about that particular material with respect to just general conversation, or if it's a de- another topic altogether, I think that there's there's an issue when you want to have dialogue about something that's taboo, not in the canceling component of it but just to bring the i don't know how to characterize it you know people the offensiveness element of it i guess or the the context surrounding it i don't know you know what i'm trying to say yeah well a lot of people view this as a roadblock to true freedom of speech is that there's always been certain conversations you just can't have yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah well the the people that oppose this will argue that having just merely having these conversations on a on a public um platform where you know there's there's a big audience will incite violence i i don't know i i, I don't know how true that is i don't know if you can even prove that but it, it it is 
batted down with ferocious, uh, ferocious um, fervor. They mm. really, really knocked these types of conversations out. But to, just to give a little bit of context, uh, why don't we play our first clip? Kyrie Irving is right. Oh, my goodness. So there seems to be some backlash that is happening to Irving due to a tweet he posted uh, in regards to a film, Hebrews to Negroes, uh, The Message, Wake Up Black America. Now, how this is being portrayed as, as you guessed it, anti-Semitism, which is pretty much a blanket statement for what it seems for any type of criticism or speculation in regards to uh, the, the Jewish people. Now, to be honest with you, I haven't seen the film. I'm going to check out the film. I haven't seen it thus far. But from what I'm seeing when it comes to the criticism of him posting this is that they all say it's anti-Semitic. All right. So that was um, that was a short clip there. It's probably the shortest clip we're going to play tonight. But um, so in a nutshell, NBA's uh, Kyrie Irving, he 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 posted up a link to a film that's on Amazon. Is that right? The film is yeah. That's on from Amazon? that's my understanding of it. All right. So he posted a link to this to this film, and everyone's got their panties in a bunch mm-hmm. because this film is being perceived as anti-Semitic. Now Kyrie Irving has he's gotten in a whole lot of trouble over this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's like he he's been suspended. Yeah, he was suspended five games. Oh, excuse me. He was suspended five games. Yep. Um, the NBA also gave him a list of, of things he needs to do. Yeah, like marching orders pretty much. This yeah. is what we expect you to do. Issue a statement that you're apologizing. Clarify what you're trying to say. Like There'll probably be some sort of rehab or something to that effect in there as well. Re- rehab? Like yeah, what? rehab. Like you shouldn't, you know, rehab in the sense of like counseling that you know you are a public... You're, that that's the best thing with these like I get it in a sense you're an athlete you're in the forefront of a franchise so if you represent in a company there is an element of you should I don't know like maybe it's just a liability thing you should declare that your views and what you're expressing are your own and at the end of the day if you have freedom of speech you should be allowed to express said things but I I think something to that effect they'll they'll they might. Um, you know, like they they might say to him, you know, this is what we expect from you moving forward. Okay, but here's a problem with that. If I can play devil's advocate, this film is actually on Amazon, right? So I, I mean, it's not like some deep web video. Yeah, why why would even why would Amazon even publish it? All right. So, so if the film is that that's this is my point, and this is a lot of the pushback I've been hearing. If the film is that offensive. Mm. Why is it on Amazon? I have no idea. I have no idea when it was published. Maybe it was recently published to play devil's advocate back to that to say maybe these guys just let it slip through. And Well, wouldn't they have like some sort of editor that would ensure that the content they're publishing would meet their standards? I guess. But again, what do you make of a society, though, where they're deciding, hey, you can't watch this because we think it's offensive to a, to a particular group of people? I think it's bullshit. I mean, the market will, the market not being like a economic, but the market, the people will decide if it is a, if it is a film that is very offensive and that's pretty denigrating and it's very discriminatory, guess what? Nobody's going to watch it because if right. people with reasonably good character, they don't really stand for that type of shit. 
and that would be the whole point of that production is is to for people to watch it and that's kind of that's what you get with free speech people can say they have the right to say what they feel is appropriate that's what people seem to be afraid of is that they're using these 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 instances to basically limit free speech what they do is they say this is offensive and it'll incite violence i'm hearing that a lot um i know there was some tweets getting sent out that some synagogues were being threatened or whatever i don't know that whatever i'm not saying that that's not a a big deal or that's a good thing but i don't see how him posting a link to a film that's on amazon is responsible for that I don't know how you connect those two dots. They'll definitely try and connect those dots. They've been trying. You know, the media. Maybe we should clarify they. You're talking about media. I'm talking about the media. Just basically people who are in favor of... um, Silencing. Yeah, silencing people with controversial viewpoints. I am personally of the opinion that people... it's not against the law to be an asshole. I'm not saying Kyrie Irving was an asshole or he meant to be an asshole, but even if he was, it's not against the law to be an asshole. It's not against the law to be weird. And that the guy should be able to post a damn clip. Yeah, it's a link. It's a link, especially if Amazon, who's a major streaming service, it's it's on their platform. Right. So I, I'm a little confused by this. Yeah, and, and, and I was just thinking about this now. Not only is that that to me is an issue but also if we're going to be completely skeptical and honest with the content whether we're talking about this particular video link that he posted or just any sort of content or material that's shared or disseminated you can't like why are we attacking the message before we even analyze its contents this is something that obviously is very highly controversial so i'm not saying that that would apply to this case but just in general why wouldn't you why don't why wouldn't you verify and validate the claim before you in, you start making all these declarative statements? You know what I mean? I don't know, but we do have a clip from Kyrie Irving where we can hear it in his own words. I think we should play that clip now. Sure. But this is what the executive vice chairman of the Brooklyn Nets posted. I think that's what he is. But he says, I'm disappointed that Kyrie appears to support a film based on a book full of anti-Semitic disinformation. I want to sit down and make sure he understands this is hurtful to all of us. And as a man of faith, it is wrong to promote hate based on race, ethnicity, or religion. And then he said, this is bigger than basketball. So here is basically Kyrie Irving's full post-game interview from today's loss versus the Indiana Pacers, where he purely just talks about posting that movie to his Instagram story. So take a look at what makes Kyrie Irving leave his post-game interview. And it's a title given to Christ, Philippians 2.11. And my name translates in the Hebrew language as Yahweh. So I went on the Amazon Prime. I was like, you know what, let me see if there are any documentaries on Yahweh. So went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh. That came up. Went out and shared it on my platform. That was my night. In terms of the backlash or what people call it, uh, we're in 2022. History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. And I'm not a divisive person when it comes to religion. I, I embrace all walks of life. You see it on all my platforms. I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions. And my response would be, um, it's not about educating yourself on what Semitism is and what anti-Semitism is. It's really about learning the root words 
of where these come from and understanding that this is an African heritage that is also belonging to the people. Africa is in it, whether we want to dismiss it or not. So the claims of anti-Semitism and who are the original chosen people of God and we go into these religious conversations and it's a big no-no. I don't live my way like that. I don't live my life that way. Excuse me, I grew up in a melting pot and I say a melting pot of all races, white, black, red, yellow, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and you can see the way I live my life now. I'm not here to be divisive, so they could push their agenda. I don't want to say they, because I'm not identifying any one group or race of people, but I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people in my community and those that it's actually going to impact. Anybody else that has criticism obviously wasn't meant for them. Okay, so um, I apologize because that wasn't just Kyrie Irving's uh, statement. It was also there was also a tweet before the statement from Joe Tsai. Is that his name? Joe Tsai. Yep. Joe Tsai. He's the um, chairman and, and owner. Chairman and owner of the Brooklyn of Nets. the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, so he's expressing his displeasure with Kyrie Irving, and um, well, you heard, you heard it in his own words. That's what he tweeted out. And Kyrie Irving um, doubled down on his position. At least that was his position at the time. I don't know if he's been beaten into submission since then, but he, I don't know. I Listen, I, I think he's got a right to his opinion. You don't have to like it. You can even find it appalling. But he can't post a link to an, a movie on Amazon. That I'm, I'm really, really confused by that. Yeah. yeah the, the, the action in and of itself and the persecution of the action of sharing something of whatever the material is, despite the controversy surrounding it, is, is wrong. And again, I, I harp back to there, there, whether it's we're talking about this particular topic, which is about sharing a video clip and it being about Semitism or anti-Semitism, it could be any topic, any sort of material where this is a, a very common thing that people will try to do, which is you, you're attacking the messenger and you're not attacking the content itself and the material itself. And by attacking, I mean you're not really – are we really – having an understanding. Now, this very well could be the case. I haven't watched the film, so I, I can't really speak about it one way or the other. But no, I've never seen it either. In any event, you you can't really... Well, after you watch the film, we can both make educated statements on exactly what he said, and then we can come back and say, yeah, you know what? That was anti-Semitic, per se, or that was something that was offensive. But until that point in time, and you hope that all those journalists in that room, they have watched the clip... Or, or clips of that film or the whole film in its entirety before they make a statement to him in that capacity and they're going back saying, well, you're you're making these remarks. How could you make... For, yeah, first and foremost, he has freedom of speech. And secondly, are you are you questioning the factuality of, of that particular film without watching it? Like, I just think it's, it's very... It's a very easy thing to say, whether it's about, this, again, this topic or any topic. Without doing the research, why? how can you really make a comment one way or the other? Well, I'm going to beat a dead horse. The film is on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon is a major streaming platform. Yeah. W any reason in particular why they would be spared? No, I don't know from why this people, lunch mob? No, I don't know why people aren't attacking Jeff Bezos. I don't know either. That's weird. 
very, very strange that a major streaming platform couldn't profit from a film. I would imagine they're profiting from the film being on their platform. <laughs> but an athlete, an NBA player, would be lambasted and criticized for posting a clip. A link. A link, the clip. A link to the film on, yeah. on his social media. That makes no sense to me. It's not the first time I've said that something doesn't make any sense to me, but th this is this is really bizarre. Yeah, and they, they expect him. I don't mean for this to be perceived in the wrong way for everyone's listening, but they expect him to, you know, like kiss ass and own up to it. But, again, without researching the topic in detail, you can't really – we can't make a factual counterpoint to what he's saying until we – I love these forced apologies, though, don't don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, why would I want someone's forced apology if I was the uh, the aggrieved party? Why why would I want someone's apology when I know they're only apologizing to me because they were afraid of the uh, consequences? Yep. Why would I want that? You wouldn't. You would want to have, and in reality, and I think in an ideal situation, you would want both parties to have some sort of common understanding of the situation at hand or the, the topic at hand. Ideally, like if, if these people who are in this position where they feel like what he's tweeted is or he's posted is offensive, wouldn't you then want to, uh, I don't know, have some sort of dialogue or conversation, uh, which I know we'll, we'll talk about later on in, in this uh, podcast with other people who are involved in similar sorts of situations and he's had direct dialogue from, from aggrieved parties. I, I don't know. I feel like public apologies nowadays are absolute bullshit. Yeah. They just feel forced. They feel like um, it's a token of submission as opposed to an actual apology. I don't buy it. I don't. It just seems very, very uh, disingenuous yeah. to me. Um, I have a theory as to why everyone's coming down on him this hard. Okay, let's hear it. I think Kanye West... Uh, being in the headlines, being on the tip of everybody's tongue as of late, has basically kicked up a hornet's nest where now people, maybe they're hypersensitive to this sort of thing. You know as well as I do, and to anyone listening, if if you've been living under a rock for the past month, Kanye West has been, he's been going pretty hard on social media. Um, he's had a lot to say. He has made remarks that many, many people deem to be anti-Semitic. He's blatantly gone after Jewish people for a, what he perceives to be a disproportionate amount of control. Yeah. Before we continue, I, I just want to interject. I, I don't really know. I think in the context from seeing some of the clips that he's referring to, uh, or in you know uh, talk in 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 detail with different podcasts. I don't really think I think he's prefacing when he says uh, Jewish people or Jewish media. I think he's specifically referring to certain groups within that religion. I don't, I don't think he's, he's I don't think he's saying Jewish people on mass. I, I think from my understanding, it's he's saying if it's Jewish media, what he's really trying to say is the executive management of a particular company, as an example, or if he's saying Jewish people, I think he's referring to his interaction with people of that religion in his life. So I don't think he's, again, saying a blanket statement, but 
That's my understanding from what I've seen up until this point. I just thought it would be worth it to clarify so it doesn't seem like he's making that statement. Well, we definitely won't be able to clarify it for him. No. Um, he he is he's on a few people's hit list. Um, let me just check my notes here. He's lost his billionaire status for one. Uh, Adidas has cut ties with him. Mm-hmm. Gap, J.P. Morgan, probably others, but um, high-end designer fashion brands he was associated with. Like I think Balenciaga was another one. Okay. So yeah, he's he's. I mean, he, even if your clarification came from his mouth, I don't know if it did. Did he ever say anything like that? Um, kind of. He was on a, a podcast with another scientist uh podcaster lex friedman and he they they sort of not in those words but it was kind of inferring that oh yeah well we have a clip from that show yeah there seems to be a little bit of animosity between them but let's let's play the clip and uh you guys decide for yourselves you're pretty offensive towards towards a lot and I'm not looking to be offensive. I really want to bring people together and get these sales I know, done. But the word, I 100%, I see your vision. How do we do but that? Somebody you care, f- well, not, don't say Jewish media and Jewish, Jewish controlled media. JM. Like, <laughs> man, you sound, you sound like it, it sounds too much like 1930s Nazi Germany that was leading up to the atrocities. Oh, this, he, he would say JM? Yeah, he was branded JM. That's right. No, it's just the 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 implied, like this um, memeified uh, prejudice towards a group in a way that's going to lead to hate. And I I know you don't mean that. I know I know you have love in your heart. That's you know what was the, to, you like, know was the prejudice towards a group that led to hate. Okay, Lex Friedman, Kanye West, so. There you have it. Lex Friedman compared um, Kanye West's dialogue to... Hitler? He said 1930s Nazi Germany. That's what he said. Hitler or his his higher-ups. Right. So he thinks that the way Kanye West is speaking is akin to uh, hate speech, specifically hate speech directed at Jewish people. Right. Thoughts? I think that if people want to have genuine dialogue specifically about this subject matter, we have to drop this notion that you can't speak about anything at any level of detail. Even questioning or playing devil's advocate to somebody's points, there has to be some sort of nuanced discourse. You can't. You can't just say, "Oh, this is hate speech," or "This is this label," or "This is it, that's fucking bullshit," because you're, you're you're leaving no room for any complex understanding of the situation at hand. And again, this this goes for this particular topic of anti-Semitic or negative or adverse remarks towards a certain religion, in this case Jewish people, or any any fucking topic. This is it's just not a good way to have honest dialogue. That's on 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 a surface level. That's what I think. But once you get into the you know the nitty gritty and the details, I don't think uh, you know like H- Hitler and his his associates or those guys at that point in time 
from my historical understanding, they were having like fucking rallies. This and and they were extremely negative towards uh, anybody who was of a Jewish religion at that point in time. Is that what Kanye West is doing? I don't think so. I think it's causing controversy for sure. But I don't see Kanye West going on some campaign and he's you know getting people to be up in arms. I mean, you can people can watch videos of Hitler, and he's 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 adamant. He's it's it's a call to action. I don't think I think Kanye West is is from my understanding is more of an observation than it is a call to action. His reach is far because we have social media, but like fuck, well, you, you anything you post now can go viral. So that's not his fault. That like the the virality aspect of it. What do you think? I think that's pretty fair, pretty balanced. They of course. <clears throat> they being the people that take offense to him, and they're not all Jewish, not even close, not by a wide margin. But the people that are taking offense to him would argue against that because they're saying that um, it's hate speech and it's the type of speech that leads to, to you know, World War II Nazi-style prejudice. For my taste, I think they, they play that card a little bit too much. Um I mean, look, they've used that just about on everybody that they disagree with. I was at a barbecue two weeks ago with a, with a friend of mine, at a friend of mine's house, rather, and his his brother-in-law was there. And his brother-in-law was a nice guy, smart guy, very left-leaning politically, um, but but a nice nice guy. And my friend is very right-leaning. So they're, they're very close. They're good friends, and they were kind of, you know, taking shot, pot shots at each other all night, but it was all in good fun. His brother-in-law said at one point in the evening that um, propaganda is a very vicious tool, and that's basically anyone who uses propaganda is like Hitler, right? Hitler basically set the tone for that, the usage of propaganda. Um which is probably not even true. I mean, he was probably <laughs> one of the biggest users of it, but I don't think that he was the founder of propaganda. No, no way. Uh, like I said, he was a nice guy, but definitely very, very left-leaning. So why I don't like it is it's basically being used on every single person. I'm not talking about Kanye anymore. I'm just talking in a very general sense. This whole thing, oh, he's using propaganda, propaganda equals hateful rhetoric, hateful rhetoric equals Third Reich. I'm like, this is just, it's being overused now. Yeah, it's like, it's anything that is, it is uh, at a crossroads with anti-establishment or anti-government, anything that's, you know, any form of control or power or influence right now, that is the, it is, that's the immediate fallback strategy. It is, it's, it's overused, it's been overplayed. I don't really care if people take offense to what Kanye West says. You don't have to like what he says. You can even go ahead, get on social media and tweet to him, you're an asshole. Um, I don't care. I'm not here to defend Kanye West. It's not about that. It's about basically where do we draw the line? Because there's certain things that you just can't ever have a conversation about like so where do we draw the line where do we say okay can, can this can this be discussed in any rational form 
or do we just have to skip over this topic altogether because it's going to get us in hot water? Now, Kanye West is not the greatest communicator ever. I think he even might be bipolar as well, just as a as a. In all likelihood, he is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a clinical uh, psychiatrist, but yeah. he definitely when he when he speaks, especially when he gets excited, he definitely doesn't seem like. Uh, you notice if you watch his videos, he'll go from like extremely happy, and then he'll go to straight like disassociation with whatever that was, and it's just a straight face or the opposite. He's very serious, and he smiles. Yeah. So I don't know if that's again. Maybe Kim Kardashian broke his brain. <sighs> She's fucked up a lot of guys. I'll say that. But uh, she. Oh man. So uh, now we're gonna get into some Hollywood gossip here. So when she was dating that that uh, that guy from Saturday Night Live, Pete Davidson. Yeah. So apparently, this is from Kanye. Well, I don't have a clip from this, and it's okay. I, I'll just paraphrase. Kanye West says that. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian used to have sex by the fire to honor Pete Davidson's grandmother who died in the Holocaust. That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, not now. Let me let me be clear. Kanye West said that. But if it's just if it's true, I, yeah. if it's true, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, also, that the reason why he hated Pete Davidson so much was because Pete Davidson wanted to. Uh, Tattoo the names of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's children on his body. That's fucking weird. That is so weird. That is so weird. There isn't any sort of female affection or validation or any type of Ugh. activities Ugh. that is worth doing that, man. Yeah, he, I don't know, man. That guy gives me the creeps. I'm yeah. just being honest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That guy gives me the creeps. In 100% agreement there. But, yeah, I think he—he's. I think Kanye is definitely. Let's just say that I think uh, even Kyrie too. They're not. It's not like these guys are some. They're some. They're in some astute position or some academic position or massive. They've very. They're very successful in their their particular crafts, but there doesn't mean they're you know they're well spoken or they've done a lot of research. We're just looking at a surface level, but nonetheless. Um. He he's he's said controversial things. I think there's there's things that that we may not also see, and I know um, there may be some other clips that we may go into detail later on on this. But there's been he's Kanye has also released a bunch of tweets showing screenshots and dialogue, and I'm sure there's things with Kyrie as well that might say something to that effect. That we don't really know what goes on in these people's lives. You know, there could be, there very well could have been things that Pete Davidson is saying to him or texting to him that he is not sharing with everybody else. So, I'm not doesn't that doesn't you think he's antagonizing? He was antagonizing. I him? think there. Well, the clip. Uh, so I know we spoke about this outside of the podcast. There, there was. Um, oh, I forget the guy's name. I don't know if it's Pastor Knack. There's some. I forget. Sorry, I apologize because. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we we'll get into that because that one that's a wow. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about it a little bit later on then. But there, there's let's just say that I'm not trying to justify what an individual might say, but we don't know the whole fucking picture. No, it's impossible to know the whole picture. That doesn't mean he can make an inductive statement where he's taking a particular example and then applying it to a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. But there's things that you can make a deductive statement about if you're seeing it consistently. 
or you're making an observation of, of fact per se. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that begs the question, um, what can be discussed and what cannot be discussed? Kanye West, basically, what I'm getting, the gist I'm getting from what his message is, that um, he feels that Jewish people have too much influence in industries where black people do the heavy lifting, I guess. Is that fair to say? Yeah, do, do black people do heavy lifting no, in I'm, those I'm industries? No, I'm trying to articulate... Kanye West's uh, viewpoint on this is, 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 is that's what he's I think that's what he's inferring okay. yeah so he's inferring yeah. that Jewish people profit too much and are overrepresented in positions of authority and influence in industries where black people are doing the heavy lifting the yeah. entertainment industries uh, sports uh, things like that I think we should again also clarify before continuing just because I want to make sure Anybody who's listening is 100% clear. We are talking about, by making the statement Jewish people, you're referring to individuals in those industries that he has worked with or in other individuals have worked with, be that black athletes or black music artists, this is Kanye West's opinion, that are of the Jewish religion. So Jewish people is not saying all Jewish people. It's specifically referring to those people that he has had interaction with. Let, let me change some words around. Yeah. Okay. Imagine Russian or Polish people, rather, because Russian is another hot button issue right now. Polish people yeah. said that the industries they worked in were predominantly run by the Irish. Mm-hmm. W- would that be an okay conversation to have publicly? I would say yes. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> change a few words around and all of a sudden it becomes you can't talk about this. I know. I know. I'm just try, I'm just trying to be uh, an element of clarity or have an element have a side of clarity to that. So to the point do we live in a society where we can discuss things? No, freely cuz no cuz I'm guarding my statements right now. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Because if we did uh, just to go back to my example, if a Polish person went public and said that he felt Irish people were overrepresented overrepresented at the top of his industry, profiting from Polish labor. Would this be a conversation that could be had openly? Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to do you one better. I also have one maybe that can help you on that. So could you go first? <laughs> I might beat you to it. Okay, go ahead. All right. If black people said... White people are overrepresented in positions of power and influence where black people are doing all the work. Would that be an okay conversation to have? You know, it's funny you said that because I was... That's rhetorical. (laughs) Yes. It's all the time. All the time. Okay, so this is, for those who watch the NFL, this is like a hot-button topic. And there's some truth to it in, in some ways, but there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know, let's call it, there's a lot of hoopla that surrounds us. But a big hot-button topic in the NFL is the hiring of black coaches. And it's consistent. I watch sports shows from time to time, like, you know, a couple times a week. And every fucking week, without fail, there's going to be some broadcaster, be that if they're from, if they're white or if they're black, Asian, it doesn't matter. They all have the same agenda. And... 
something will happen where a coach will get fired or somebody will, there's some sort of, you know, allegations or something to that effect. And the first thing is how come, how come they're, the, the fact that they don't hire a coach who's from, they'll use African-American, but we're just obviously because we're using the word black, we'll continue with that. But they'll say a coach who's not of black descent, how come he's not getting that role? Well, hold on one fucking second. The, the role, yes, should there be, should, if, there, if there is equal merit and equal opportunity given to these individuals, should there be more uh, coaches in any pursuit, any sport? Should, there, should they be more of black ethnicity? Sure, absolutely. In a sport where, or in an in a industry where it's based off of competition, you don't think that GMs and owners would want the best possible product to put on the field and the best financial outcome that doesn't mean that there hasn't been prejudice or discrimination or that it it may still continue to exist till to this day but i don't know all in all i just think it's weird so to, to go back sorry i talked in a circle there a little bit but to go back to your point um it's very frequent so why is it okay for uh for people who are of of caucasian ethnicity white ethnicity to, that's okay for for you to make comments about those people that's that's fine but if we're if somebody else is making a remark about not even people will say it's racism it's not even racism uh, in this particular case it's it's a religion or a faith so i don't i don't know i just it's it's a double standard well it's a group it's a group of people so i think we just cracked the case watson it's not so much what is being said it's who it's being said about. Yeah. Okay? So I don't condone hate toward anyone ever. Well, unless you're like an Inter fan or something, then fuck you. But, yeah, uh, generally speaking, I don't condone hate to anyone. So um, certain conversations – can be had and no one will deem them hateful but as soon as you involve other groups and this is like look we need to discuss this because everyone discusses it in private so let's 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 bring it out to the forefront okay there are certain um ethnicities religions whatever that the general public the silent majority some would say feel are more protected than others um any sort of criticism toward them almost always results in extreme consequences now when i say silent majority remember there's a lot of anonymous people on twitter so they do get their voice or their opinion out there um usually in a very disrespectful and crude manner but they do get it out there uh, you know how many tweets i've read that said Kanye West is hated more than Jeffrey Epstein. So a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are going there. You know, they're saying that there's basically an imbalance in reaction from society based on who it is you criticize and who it is you question. So we heard Lex Friedman say that he he thinks Kanye's rhetoric is is similar to 1930s uh, Nazi Germany. Okay, so if if I change if he was criticizing white people in general, 
and saying white people in general have way too much power and influence, a disproportionate amount in the music industry, or sorry, not the music industry, but but like rap music or or, or any music genre that's Sports. been... Sports. Well, I'm speaking about music genres that have been predominantly um, black. Right. Right. Blues. Uh, well, blues, it's a little bit old, but like more contemporary, you know, rap, yeah, um, yeah. hip hop, R&B, whatever. Um, if, if Kanye West said that about white people, I bet you... A lot of people would would take to social media and say, "Yeah, he's got a point. Why is there all these black artists and not enough black CEOs and the record labels or black owners?" But because he said Jewish, immediately not only was the topic batted down hard, he's now got a bullseye on him. Right? I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying, do you see? You you change a couple words around. And suddenly, this is a conversation that can't be had. Yeah. Some would say, well, it's because of what the Jews endured during the Holocaust that they should be left alone. Okay. All right. But this guy feels like they're overrepresented at at the highest levels in industries that are not typically associated with Jewish people. Right. Like, you don't think Jewish people when you hear rap, do you? No. Right. So he's arguing that they at, at, at the top, the people that have all the control are Jewish and all the performers are black. I don't know anything about the rap industry. That's his opinion. That's what he's putting forth into the world. I'm just observing and noting that it's being received as hate speech. And there's a way to test that, by the way. How's that? Well, you can test. Well, uh, look at his statements. See if that's fine. That does. You have to understand uh, for, for anybody listening, Kanye may be jump. You know, he may be jumping from one point to the next because he is very erratic in the way that he speaks. But there's there's uh, if if his state like if we just just take. This, the beginning dialogue of most of his interviews, he basically is making a declarative statement. So can we test said statement? In this particular case, if he's stating that there's a lot of people um, in the music industry that are, are Jewish within like an executive position, can we verify and validate that that is the case? And if that is the case, is there any evidence of discrimination towards rappers who are, of, who are black? And if 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 going to your point, I'm not. And again, I'm not saying that this is the case. But going back to we what you just mentioned, had this been roles reversed, and it was white people who were persecuting, or or who were you know, well, Jew, Jews it, are white people. But sorry, I'm saying uh, white people, Christian, uh, Catholic, uh, or Protestant. Right. Non non Jewish white people, non Jewish white people, right? You, you people would say, "Oh, this is for sure. This is discrimination. This is this has been going on for X amount of time." It, you know, and it's it's so deeply entrenched in the American media right now. From like any, any you take it, whether it's from an industry, it's from a historical context, it's for all these different political movements. It doesn't matter. They all share the same underlying narrative. Anything that originated from somebody who's a white person, 
regardless of the mistakes that were common at the time, slavery, I know it's another tab- taboo subject. Slavery is the same thing. So I, if something was so common back in 1600s, 1700s, that regardless of who you were, black people in, in Africa included also owned slaves, it doesn't matter. Those, it's a uniform approach, and you got to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Anything good that uh, a statesman might have done back then, you know, like a founding father, doesn't matter. Knock down their statue. Fuck it. Forget about it. We didn't start in 1776. Pardon me. We started in 1619. There's just all these narratives that that can get disseminated, no problems whatsoever. But as soon as you start talking about a particular group that feels that they've been and this very well is could be the case and it could be accurate but not not in dialogue you, historical events do have relevance but that does not mean people can't talk about them you know what i mean well that's what basically in a nutshell what we're trying to cover here is as a society have we really lost the ability to discuss things in a public forum uh, Kanye West, he's not even the only guy to have made this statement. He's not even the only guy that made it publicly. I have a clip I want to play right now. Really rough, particularly on women. But I think it helped change the course of the crack epidemic. I don't know what's this opioid thing, man. Is, is well, being a crackhead so wasn't cool you, back then. Being what? a crackhead wasn't cool. Now it's it, they seem like they're they're making it cool to be drinking lean and syrup and it's the most dangerous it's the most dangerous thing that's facing, um, um, our society. Are you so, so why sign an artist that would promote that? Um, be, because I, I I already answered that question. You weren't paying attention. Um, she asked me talent or issues, and I said talent. But I I, I have to. I, I can't give up on people. But I'm saying that's hypocritical, though. You're saying um, the it's opportunistic. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got people to feed. <laughs> um, oh, I got a bu- I got a I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. Who's Dame Dash? You brought him up. I don't even know him. I don't even know him. So you bring him his name up. I don't even know him. So y'all made a lot of money together. Made a lot of Come money. on, Leo. Don't do that to him. I don't know him. I really don't. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. I won't. All right. That was uh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, as he calls himself. And he was uh, grilling. Yeah, Breakfast Club is what it's called. Breakfast Club is the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, he was grilling. Liar Cohen? Yes. Or- wow, what an unfortunate name. <laughs> his, his name is Liar. Liar, Lior. Li- Lior. Okay, is that how it's pronounced? Lior? I have no idea. I've never seen that name, so it very well could be Liar. <laughs> liar, Liar, Pandora. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Charlemagne the God, as he calls himself, and he was um, grilling Liar uh, Cohen. <laughs> about basically the exploitation of black people in rap music. He asked him in that clip, he said, doesn't that make you a culture vulture? All right, so he, he asked him right to his face. He said, um, you know, doesn't exploiting 
I guess you can call it the ills in in the black community that some black rappers like to, you know, bring up in their music. Drugs. Well, yeah, like basically within the rap music, within the rap music industry, black artists have historically documented some of the ills that they perceive in their own community. And what I infer from that clip was basically uh, Liar, I can't stop saying this guy's name, Liar was saying, well, hey, I got a business to run here. Yeah, maybe I was exploiting people, but... Profiteering. Yeah, I, I have mouths to feed. So he was being called out. Now, you can make the case that he's being called out as an individual and not as a member of a group, so that this is perfectly acceptable because of that reason. Um, Which has, that's, sorry, that has truth to it as well, though. It, no, it's definitely, yeah, that's fair. Um, but Kanye West would argue, I think, I don't want to speak for him, but I, he would argue, I think, that Liar Cohen yep. is one of many people of a particular group that have profited in an industry that they're not primarily known for. They have inserted themselves into this industry and they have profited from it. Those are his opinions, not mine. I, I don't, and I really don't give a shit what if people agree or disagree. That's your right. I'm discussing, can he have these opinions? Can this be discussed? Can this be discussed in an open forum? That's all. So, y- yes, it should be able to, and it's not, but it, 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 that in the ideal world under the law, he should be able to do that. Right. Uh, but, but, but without to get into like a fine tooth comb detail about that particular issue in the music industry, that is factually true. I'm not talking about uh, executives solely of uh, Jewish religion, but that is true. That is a, a factual issue that's been going on for decades within the music industry of how music executives exploit and profiteer off their artists. Period. End of story. That's widely known. That is not something that can be disputed. So wh- whether or not, um, in this particular case, obviously Kanye has a gripe with producers he feels solely that are of the Jewish religion, or are Jewish, I should say. That could be factually true to him. I don't know. Maybe that is, a, or could just be happenstance that that is the case, that they just happen to be Jewish. But again, he should have the right to make that statement. No, I don't know. It's it's. Well, you would think this is this is the the same old thing: free speech versus hate speech. It's the same old conversation over and over again. Yeah, you know, Kanye West wasn't the first megastar to actually um, go down this 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 path. No, I think. Uh I want to say Mel Gibson was another. Well, Mel actually, Mel Gibson was um, definitely another. But um, sorry, who are you referring to? I'll get to that one because that's I got a clip. Actually, this one's a surprise for you. So you want to roll that now? No, we'll roll it in a bit because you brought up a good point. Mel Gibson, yeah, Mel Gibson went on a bit of a. I think he's pretty much since been forgiven. No. I don't know. For a while there, he really got like kind of blacklisted. He was probably one of the most prominent stars, I would say, uh, 80s, 90s. And I think maybe he kind of creaked into the early 2000s. But you would usually when you have 
that sort of prominence in at a young age in the movie industry, you usually parlay that into every decade. You know, like if you've got a guy like Harrison Ford, he's he's consistently in, you know, big roles or he's always has that exposure. So you would figure that a guy like Mel Gibson, for one reason or another, it kind of just plummeted and it, it, he's kind of had a, a semi-resurgence, but nothing to what he was. I mean, I'm only 30, so I, I mean, I'm talking from minimal experience of watching him, but I know that he was a huge star. Yeah, he was a huge star. And I remember pretty well when he went through that period of time. And um, a lot of people did speak up and advocate for him. A lot of Jewish people did too. Robert Downey Jr. was one. I remember he kind of stuck up for him. And um, I kind of feel like people eventually got over that with him. Mm -hmm. And I believe he was intoxicated as well. When he made when he made some of his comments, yep. allegedly to a police officer, right. So yeah, he he was definitely one. And I mean, if we're gonna have an open and frank conversation right now, it is a, it is a stereotype. It is a stereotype that um, Jewish people have um, a disproportionate amount of influence, and in not only music, but in many many industries, mm-hmm. many different. Um, Spheres mm-hmm. of relevance. Um, so it is something that I think pretty much everyone has heard at one time or another. Are these remarks racially uh, insensitive? Are they prejudiced? Yeah, they are. But how do you differentiate between free speech and hate speech? Where do you draw the line? How come certain topics are okay to be discussed when it involves some groups but not other groups i gave you the example with the you know two predominantly white ethnicities polish and irish if polish felt that the irish were overrepresented in high level positions in their industries this would definitely be a welcomed discussion in right. public forum right it would it would absolutely mm-hmm. there wouldn't be that much pushback where people say, hey, you can't say that. You can't blame the Irish Agreed. <laughs> for their success. So it's not really the, the topics that are hot button. I think we've covered some good ground in proving it's who the players are. It's who's involved. That's what makes the topic taboo. Hmm. So Kanye West... <clears throat> He has a massive platform, and I think people are shocked to see somebody with a platform that big. I was. I yeah. was shocked. Him and Kyrie. Well, Kanye, he's a whole different fucking animal than No, Kyrie. absolutely. Yeah, it's not. They're not. Sorry, they're not comparable. Like, he's a megastar. Yeah. was. I don't know. His, his, stars, his stock is probably plummeting fast, but... Kanye West was huge. Wasn't he at one time the wealthiest black person ever in America? I would say he's probably top 10, 15. I know that Jay-Z is also up there within the music industry. There's no, a, I think Kanye West. LeBron James. Was way, way Yeah, maybe there could have been a point in time when all the, you take all the valuations of all his business interests put together. It's possible. Yeah, we're talking billions. Yeah, billions. Yeah, yeah. Right, two or so. three billion, yeah, probably. Jay Z, I know, is also. They're all up, but like the guys who have accrued a lot of success, Dr. Dre. Um, yeah, those guys are. His is more through normal business dealings versus directly through the music. But 
yeah, it's... You're too young, but Jay-Z was the shittiest rapper of the 90s. I don't even like him now. I think he's got a handful of good tracks, but I don't... I never thought of uh, within that genre he was a, like an elite kind of rapper. I think he's got good qualities about him, but... Yeah, like in the, in the 90s, like, you know, Tupac, Biggie, like they were hip-hop royalty. Yeah. Jay-Z was like whatever in the 90s. So it was kind of weird for me to watch him become like this. I think he accumulated more wealth than every rapper from the 90s combined, mm. which is weird. I, I also think Kanye's got a, a bigger platform than he ever did. Oh, definitely. I think he's in a. I think he's a better. Not that this matters for this conversation, but I think he's also a better rapper too. I don't know. Whatever. For for me, rap after the nineties. I don't give a shit what people say. Rap after the nineties is whatever. It wasn't it for me. Yeah. I was never like a big, big, big rap fan. But the nineties rap was just the best. It's all fucking garbage now, anyways. Yeah, they're not yeah. really saying much. No real dedication to the craft to the quality. Of the music. There's a. There's a. Don't get me wrong. There's a few of them that still do, but. It's not common practice anymore. So Tupac used to discuss politics, history. He had a very deep insight into many, many um, different topics that were relevant to society and the world as a whole. And he, when he died, he was only 25 years old. Let that sink in. They were both young. Him and, and They were uh, both. Uh, listen, Biggie was a talented, very talented rapper. One of the best ever, for sure. Some would argue the best. But Tupac's music was a little bit more, no, not a little bit. It was a lot deeper. It was a lot more in-depth. He, he was very intelligent, extremely talented. And, um, yeah, he was only 25 when he died. Mm-hmm. He, he had wisdom well beyond his years. It's unfortunate that he died. But, yeah, back to my original point, like Jay-Z was considered like one of the runts from the 90s era. So I, I can't believe how big and famous he got. Puff Daddy, too. I mean, Puff Daddy was just fucking Biggie, Biggie's hype man in the 90s. It's funny you brought up uh, Puff because he's also, uh, I know we, we may refer to this a little bit later on, but he's also been dragged in this from Kanye West, too. Yeah, they had they, some something of a, of a tiff, right? Some some kind of beef. And they, he he Kanye West shared some uh, DMs from the two of them, going back and forth uh, regarding what he was saying. And I, I, he was basically saying some of the effect that Kanye, that is, that to to Puff saying that I'm I'm basically sick and tired. I'm paraphrasing here. He's basically saying I'm I'm sick and tired of having to be under the thumb of what he perceives to be the music producers again of. Uh, Jewish religion um, that well, they are that again they're trying to influence what he can say how he can say it and he, he said he's sick and tired basically of Puff basically having to like go along with that narrative so I, I gotta correct you though because see Jewish religion is not really what this is about a lot of these Jewish people they're they might call themselves secular so Jewish is not just a faith. It, it is also an, uh, the way... A culture, you mean? A culture, sure, an ethnic group. But there are Jewish people who don't consider themselves religion, religious. Excuse me. Okay. So it's, this isn't about the Jewish faith. It's about the Jewish uh, group. Okay. However you want to classify them as an ethnicity or whatever. Right. 
So yeah, but but to your point, yes, there was uh, there was some friction there with uh, Puff Daddy threatened him too. Is that right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. What do you say? Let's meet up or something. Yeah, it's kind of like a let's meet up, or he's inferring that you know let's let's kind of squash this or air this out type of thing, where like you might be saying things that you may regret at some point in the future. So let's kind of not be doing this in the public sphere. And you and you thought that that was like ominous. I just don't. I. I'm the wrong guy to talk about because I'm very pro liberty, very pro free speech. So I don't think that no, there's. No, I'm referring to what Puff Daddy's Puff Daddy's invitation, Pete Diddy, whatever the hell his name is. Well, yeah, it sounds like he's basically saying to Kanye, "Shut the fuck up." Right. Uh, you don't. You know, you're not supposed to be saying these things in public, type of thing. And uh, you, you're like, basically, you're a fucking idiot. Like, why? Why would you do this? And it was, you know, like, well, I need to. But are, are you sure that his his beef with? Um... Kanye West wasn't to do with his campaign for the White Lives Matter T-shirts. That's another, uh, yeah, that's another thing altogether. Uh, I think yeah. that's what he was upset about. That Kanye West was with he was with Candace Owens and they were marketing these White Lives Matter T-shirts. Kanye West has recently also been an outspoken um, um, advocate. No, not definitely not an advocate, but he's definitely been um, ragging on BLM quite a bit. He's been an outspoken critic of BLM and uh, Black Lives Matters. Oh, he was on Tucker Carlson. That's right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. before they made the yeah, sorry. Right. He's just been in. Wow. Yeah, he's he's going hard, man. He's going hard. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's what Puff Daddy and him had the had the beef about. That uh, Puff Daddy thought that Kanye West was, you know, I don't know, hurting the culture or whatever. Oh, but it also speaks to what we were saying earlier. How so? Why the why the fuck can he? Why can he not make a generalized statement to say? Okay, obviously it's antagonistic. It's it's supposed to be like he's trolling, but the reason he's trolling and he's saying white lives matters because he's basically saying, "You guys are all fucked. How the hell can you put something on a material that says only black lives matter?" Like it's you know you're trying to be inclusive of all of all groups of people, notwithstanding all the the fraud and the issues that the founders of said groups have been doing for the past two probably longer by at least two years for sure we know well that's why they 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 started this um clothing line i believe it was like a big fu to them um candace owens and many many others maintained that blm misappropriated funds they basically ripped off uh many of their donors and um kanye west has completely gone after them you know so yeah, Puff Daddy, I I took it as a threat too. It sounded like a threat. I I read the messages he sent to uh, Kanye West. It did, did sound threatening. Again, this is another thing that blows my fucking mind. Puff Daddy again was one of the runts in the nineties. That guy, he he did not want trouble with like guys like Tupac and stuff like that. He would. There's a story that he actually jumped out of a window one time to avoid coming face-to-face with Tupac. Didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So now all of a sudden he's a tough guy. Like, wow, man, okay. I think another thing too is, aside from everything we've discussed up until this point, there's just some times where people like, like that homeostasis 
and they want mm -hmm. no change and they don't want to have to adapt to things changing. And I think when that's anchored on a lot of power and influence and everything that goes along with it, you really start to see it's like it's kind of you, 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 there's not a, there's a lot of centralized control of, of whatever that might be. In this case, he's maybe it's the dialogue or the narrative that he's like, why would you say this about or critique this about BLM? So he's basically saying we have all this power and influence or this level of control through this group or through this narrative, and I don't want that to be diminished, which is, again, fucking stupid because he has the right to say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, and he's not the first. Now I have a surprise clip. Even for you, this is a surprise. We're going to play it, and we'll come right back. Shot. The king of pop caught in controversy again. He said he'd lose the lyrics that outraged critics. Now he's singing them again for his new video, and E.T. has the tape. Those are the words that he told us that he would never use again. Plus, Faye Re Jackson promised several months ago to revise the lyrics to his song, They Don't Care About Us, lyrics many called anti-Semitic. Jackson's in Brazil now, shooting the video for the song, and Entertainment Tonight has learned he is still using the controversial lyrics. E.T.'s Mark Steinus has the story for us. Michael Jackson arrived at the location of his music video under an umbrella to protect him from the sun and with two children by his side. He was in Brazil to shoot the music video for his song, They Don't Care About Us. Last year, he angered Jewish groups when he sang these words. Michael Jackson, he was MJ, yeah. He took heat for this very thing. Um... I didn't go really too deep down this rabbit hole. I don't know if he clarified it after, but that's how it was perceived at the time as per the clip. So, um, yeah, the lyrics were there. Kick me, kike, uh, kick me, kike me, it says in, in the lyrics. Um, so there you have it. It's not. He's not even the first guy to do this. Kanye West, that is. Mm. So... They equate this to hate speech or similar to 1930s uh, Nazi propaganda. Do you think for even MJ they said that too? No. Now, I, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But now you, we heard it right from Lex Friedman's mouth. He says, to me, this sounds like 1930s Nazi propaganda. I, I don't know what to make of that. I that, don't, said, that Lex, a guy like Lex would say that? Yeah, I, I feel like they go to that well a lot. Not And by they, I mean people in general. Nowadays, I mean everything. You remember when they used to say Donald Trump is literally Hitler? Yeah. Like that was all over. First of all, someone needs to get these fucking people a dictionary. Yeah. Okay? L literally? He is literally Hitler? Yeah, words matter. Yeah, words matter, people. Don't be an idiot. Um, but yeah, they used to equate him to Hitler. How do you figure? I think that, well, I think we both know it's anybody that opposes their narrative is automatically a fascist. They, you mean liberal? Uh, left-leaning? I think I think the left-leaning liberals have been co-opted. I think it's more establishment, but with the veneer of liberalism in front of it. Very left-leaning, okay, I would say. Very well said. Yeah, I would say it's probably like more socialist or communist style tendencies of, of government and establishments and institutions. 
or at least they have those kind of qualities. Um, they use the political parties as kind of their shield. And I think for, I think people left-leaning in general have more, uh, at least as part of their party status is like they care about people and that's like the narrative, right? So they have to say, okay, we have to be as inclusive as possible and so on and so forth. So I think it feels good for them to kind of take this on, but yeah, I don't know. I think that, that that's, I, I, I believe that's where that emanates from mostly. Well, that was actually very, very well said. Um, yeah, they don't, the establishment, is that, is that what you called them? I think government, I think government uses in a lot of settings, I think government uses that as, as a, they, they use the people as the shield, the people with the opinions. Okay. I think that I, that's what gets you into the, into trouble with these sorts of scenarios and, and these dialogues and the, tr- it's, you're right. The trope is way too widespread because something somebody's in disagreement with. I think it's a tactic, to be honest with you. I think that there's people who use these sorts of political movements in the past, in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, so on and so forth, that they would exploit people by using certain tactics. And I think now it's just gotten to the point where it's so fucking prevalent and it's so common that you get somebody making a remark like literally Donald Trump is Hitler, which is factually incorrect. But I mean, it, it's an easy thing to say because you can, again, it goes back to the thing. You're not, you're not attacking the content, the material, the message itself. You're attacking the individual, which yes, in some situations it's important to have an individual, the understanding of the individual's character, their personality, their suitability of, whatever the task at hand might be or within a role or a position within an institution, but the, it's, it's way too widespread now. And it, what's, what's worse is that for those people, for those Jewish people that went through the Holocaust, it really kind of diminishes the actual experience that they had to go through, whoever obviously suffered from that or, or survived it because it, it it just makes it so common that it it has no meaning or depth or weight to it anymore um, by people making the remarks that, you know, everybody who's, who says whatever, you know, is anything that's anti-establishment is Hitler. I don't know. It's just it's a very odd take to have. And I, I don't think you I, – I don't know. I, I think that the media also drums it. That's another problem too. I don't know if that's something you want to cover, but I think the um, – the media also has a role because they drum it up. You know, that they, they, this gets, like, as controversy gets them views. Views makes them money. That's their formula. They don't really give a shit, hmm. in my opinion. Well, that's fair. It's a, it's a pretty fair summary. Um, my take on it is they're, it, this is sort of being weaponized now where you brand something a hate speech and you take the discussion off the table. Yeah. It's being weaponized. And maybe it's ignorant speech. Maybe he, maybe whoever's making the comments does have hate in their heart. But, or maybe they don't. 
Like, how will we know or how will we really resolve or think critically as people if we're not allowed to have conversation? Where does this end? What is the limitation? Can you, can you weaponize this to the point where you use it to silence any dialogue? I think it has been. Well, or very close to it. And where does that leave us as a society? You're fucked. You're fucked in a way. I listened to a clip from um, psychologist Jordan Peterson, and he was talking about um, forming of societies. And the basic premise of this particular point was that you need, when you have multiple groups and tribes coming together, you need some element of cohesion, some sort of unifying element or elements that allows... Um, a feedback loop or an interaction loop to occur within these groups of people. When you're missing that commonality or commonalities, you get a lot of tension. And uh, one of the main aspects of that sort of uh, framework is dialogue. And you need to have dialogue, open and honest dialogue. That's the only way we can kind of test. It's like a feed, it's kind of like, you know, in software and IT, they call it like an, a B test, like you're you're basically like back testing and redirecting it in a way that you're 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 trying to determine what's the validity of these statements. Like, how do we even get to this point through dialogue, through yeah. free speech? Yeah. And for the people that say, "Oh, these are vicious conspiracy theories that have consequences or bring about consequences when discussed publicly," to me, the remedy to conspiracy theories is transparency. Mm-hmm which can only be had with dialogue. Mm-hmm. Not by, shh, you, don't get to, you, don't, you can't talk about that. That's actually fuel for conspiracy theories. Because silence can be interpreted any way. So I, for one, am in favor of dialogue. That's why we did this podcast, was so that we can discuss things in the most reasoned and balanced manner possible right so i am in favor of of it and personally when i have someone who has views that are not compatible with mine but this whomever this is is prepared to defend those views i welcome that i welcome that and i think we should increase our tolerance as a society to having discussions that maybe make us a little bit uncomfortable, but they're worth being had. You know, obviously not everything is worth discussing. Flat Earth. <laughs> yeah, when it's extremely definitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. black and white. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. But I, I want to live in a society where we welcome discourse and... We don't shut it down by equating it to, you know, evils that have transpired in history. And they're, they're just doing that too much, way too much. Uh, I mentioned this. I mentioned I was at a barbecue and my friend's brother-in-law, he basically said that Trump was weaponizing propaganda in the same vein as Adolf Hitler. 
So, I mean, people, you know, what people seem to conveniently forget about Adolf Hitler was that he was extremely capable. Like you can have just as much hateful rhetoric as hateful. And I'm not saying Donald Trump did, but I'm hypothetically speaking, you can echo every single one of Adolf Hitler's sentiments and not be able to do what he did. Are you saying like you need the charisma to back it up type of thing? Not just charisma. I mean, he commanded uh, a significant military force. Hmm. Uh, one capable of going to war with basically the whole world. Okay, you're using, you're using like the whole enchilada, like the, all of the sub things that... Are Even if you are an asshole, that doesn't make you Adolf Hitler. Adolf, What was scary about Adolf Hitler was not the fact that he was an asshole. Was the fact that he was a very, very capable asshole. A very, very dangerous asshole. And convincing. Right? Convincing, sure, but I mean, come on. Like, so what, every asshole who says hurtful things is Adolf Hitler? I I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Napoleon Bonaparte, another another example. I don't, you think sharing Napoleon's views makes you Napoleon? No. No. These men were dangerous because they were very capable people, and they just so happened to have war in their blood, right? They had war in their blood. Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, he put Europe to the ringer, man. You know, if if you're interested in war, you should really look at what went down in World War II, all the atrocities, all the, wow. Decimated. It was decimated. It, it It was horrible. It was horrible. So I think it's disrespectful, really, to anyone who's um, either had to live through that or lost someone in that war to hear every asshole or person that mainstream media or whomever doesn't agree with being compared to a Nazi or Hitler. I think it's fucking ridiculous. Okay. Do you even know who Adolf Hitler was and what he did, what he was capable of? how fortunate the world is to have defeated him. Mm-hmm. Right? Like stop comparing everyone to Hitler. It's stupid. You know, it's really dumb. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pe- people just, and, and you know what kills me most of the time when you hear that said, it's not even by a Jewish person. Yeah. In this case it was with Kanye West, but that's an outlier. It's many, many non-Jewish people use that, analogy they make that comparison oh this guy's like hitler yeah i don't even think jewish people would want to do that because it's probably traumatic well i know in a way like why would you want to invoke that i think people just know discrimination and bad behavior when they see it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just as a counterpoint not specifically to that but just generally to play devil's advocate we can accept all these things to be true, and we can accept that, yeah, there's certain prejudice, prejudice and discrimination. That does not mean that there cannot be free speech about that particular topic. Atrocities, I'm not trying to make a comparison, say one's worse than the other. They've been happening throughout human history. Any genocides, uh, different types of, of you know, killing events, there's, you could take China, you look at China as an example, Mao, I don't know, it's in, it's in the tens of millions. Um, 
Lenin and Stalin you could take in, in Russia, Holodomir, which is a lot of people don't know what that is, but you can research it or maybe we'll talk about it in the future. But there's this is not the only thing and there's nothing preventing any dialogue. A lot of Christians were persecuted in the Holodomir, but you don't really see, you don't see any sort of dialogue or reluctance around that. Not at this time. You no. know, it might be a convenient narrative in the future. Who knows? My point is 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 simple. Whenever someone brings up a viewpoint, a controversial view, a viewpoint, even don't shut it down right off the hop and say, "Oh, you're like Hitler." Come on, just just stop. Okay, David Duke might have a lot of the same sentiments as Adolf Hitler, but David Duke's a dunce. And guess what? Society already corrected that problem. He doesn't have a platform anymore. He lost it. Right. Right. He lost it. I mean, let's say he started a Twitter account and he started echoing his sentiments. What do you think would happen? Real, real true, answer truthfully. What do you think would happen on Twitter if he had an account and he was just echoing whatever he wanted to say? I think he'd get banned. Even without getting banned, I'll tell you, he he would have no following. A minimal. He would have a following, but it would be minimal. It would be minimal. If he took to Twitter and said, "Hey, you know, whatever, pick anything he thinks, some sort of racist rhetoric," if he took to Twitter or any social media stream, I just use Twitter as an example. If he took to Twitter or whatever, I think he'd have a really, really hard time. Um, rallying up millions of people to share his views. That's fair, right? I think people. I think there's just way too much um, education now on on things like that. I don't think propaganda like that would go very far. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but I I really believe that. No, I agree with that. Right? You gotta have a little bit of faith in humanity. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Is that the 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 answer isn't put a muzzle on that guy immediately? I think most people would be able to see through his bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the market of the people auto corrects and auto adjusts for that. Like you're just that's not gonna. It's just not gonna carry any weight. And you can make a kind of comparison to let's say like slavery as an example. If you're talking about slavery to people in the 1700s, that dialogue is going to be completely different. So society over time. Auto adjust, not auto adjust, but the, you you imp- you made small incremental improvements. Uh, yes, there was a ton of suffering along the way, but now the feedback loop with that sort of dialogue, if it goes back into the culture of the society, is no, 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 we don't do that's that's the new norm, that's the the, the new standard of the past. I don't know, fifty, sixty, eighty, hundred years, whatever you want to call it. Use whatever time frame you want. That's just an example to say that you know. Humanity and our capacity for the human condition moves up and to the right. Basically, means like on a graph. That's like a common stock saying. But basically, it's like we're improving over time. We're not, you know, enslaving each other. Maybe not in well, at least Western parts of the world. Um, so we're making marginal, incremental improvements in this human experience of life. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Yeah, and honestly, I don't believe that the vast majority of humanity is inherently evil. Maybe self, self-centered, self self-absorbed, but evil, no, I, I, I can't believe that the majority of humanity is evil. Yeah. And uh, it, attributing what Hitler did 
to propaganda alone, that's ridiculous. Okay, he built a war machine, and he he, he used said war machine. Okay, you, it, not everybody with an opinion you don't agree with is Adolf Hitler. Not everybody with a hateful opinion is Adolf Hitler. Maybe the, maybe some people with hate some of these guys on social media who say stupid shit. Maybe they wish they were, but they're not. Okay, Adolf Hitler was a very very evil man, but he was also a very very capable man. And you can't call somebody Adolf Hitler just because they they say some stuff that you don't like that hurts your feelings. Right. That's what I'm about to say. <laughs> right. Can't have fucking disagreements anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Just just, just stop it. Yeah. Just stop it. And Lex Friedman, okay, being Jewish, maybe he took personal offense. Oh, obviously he did. He took, he took personal offense to uh, what Kanye West said. But does he think Adolf Hitler would, would uh, go to his podcast and try to have a conversation with him? No. Okay, so stop. Stop. What he could have said was, you know, Kanye, a lot of the things you're saying, while they're valid to you, you know, a lot of people are dismissing them because they seem overly prejudiced. Would you like to take this opportunity to clarify? And go through it point by point. And go through it point by point. There you go. I fixed it for you, Lex Friedman. You owe me. (laughs) Podcasting okay. 101. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we wrap this up, I did kind of want to talk about another weird, weird threat that Kanye West got. And apparently it's this guy's from Toronto. What's his name? Pasternak? Is he from Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's something to that effect. I mean, I could look it up if you want to check for... Yeah, look it up. Why not? Okay. Look it up. We, we got Maybe you can give a little bit of context. While y- yeah, so... Uh, he this this guy here was um, I'm not sure if he was a personal trainer yeah, or personal like he's, trainer. he's a personal trainer. Okay, that's just so Harley weird. Pasternak. Harley Pasternak. Okay, he's a and he's a personal trainer. Yes. Okay. He DM'd Kanye and he said he'd like to have a productive conversation with him, where Kanye West doesn't swear, doesn't use bad language or anything like that. I think we should read it. Yeah, read maybe. it. Read it. That's that's a great idea. Because I don't want to paraphrase. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now. This this has to be one of the weirdest things I've ever read. I mean, and then we wonder why there's so many conspiracy theories. <laughs> Fuck. So weird. Yeah, and, and not only is it weird. Sorry, I'm just pulling up the, the picture here. Okay, so th- this guy, uh, he's very big in Hollywood. So he's, he's not only has he trained Kanye, he's trained multiple so he's a physical personal trainer. Like yes. He, he, he walks from celebrities Tor- through exercises. Yeah, from Toronto. Okay. All right. That's okay, weird. so this is exactly verbatim screenshot from him messaging Kanye. And he says, I'm going to help you one of a couple ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words. And everything that is discussed based in fact and not some crazy that crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet second option and this is now I'm not reading verbatim but this is to me is is where the the issue of the influence of this guy in this in in his life comes into play and this is again it, it it's 
antagonistic and it really illustrates what we've been discussing. Harley then goes on to say, second option, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. Okay, so just to summarize, he's basically saying, first, you do exactly what I say, and if you and you do exactly on my terms, regardless of whatever your opinion is. Or second is, we basically medicate you so you're mentally in- incapacitated, and the experience you have with your kids is never going to be the same. Wow. And this guy's a personal trainer. Yeah. So how do personal trainers have the ability to medicate celebrities? I, I mean, again, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm telling you, Dom, some days I think the conspiracy theorists got it right. <laughs> Shout out to Isaac Weishaupt. Right. But in th- and in this particular case, if you're being just at the very least, not conspiratorial, but maybe that there's a little nugget of skepticism, why the fuck would it think of anybody that has a personal trainer that's listening to this and what? capacity would they say to you if you don't listen to what i'm saying about your speech i'm going to medicate you so you're basically institutionalized and you don't know what the fuck's going on for the rest of your life like who does that why do you, what what personal trainer would have that level of involvement in somebody's life i don't know i found i found that so weird and you know what it doesn't really gel with everything else we've discussed but there's no way i couldn't not mention that yeah you know what i mean i had to mention that that is so weird i don't know if if that guy came out and said you know this is fake or whatever i don't know if that guy's defended himself in any capacity since i don't believe so okay but that at face value, really weird. And and I, again, just for disclosure, the reason why it kind of ties in and why Kanye has brought it up as per his own words is that Pasternak is Jewish. So it's I'm not trying to I'm not inferring what Kanye's saying, but he's describing his experience. So if you put yourself in his shoes, you can kind of see, okay, this guy is at least on the surface. He may he very well could be wrong, but on the surface. He's witnessing something that is leading him to believe what he stated. If you catch my drift. Well, so he he's Jewish, Pasternak? Yes. He is? Yes. And he's a personal trainer, and he's threatening to medicate Kanye West. Yes. Okay, so and Kanye West is using this to, to infer that, I, I don't even know how to word this, he's using this to infer that... Jewish people are controlling his life. Are controlling his life. Okay, now, just to be fair and balanced here, is there any instance in which a celebrity would entrust, well, you wouldn't know the answer, but I'm I'm just asking out loud, where a celebrity would entrust a personal trainer with medicating them? Not that I know of. Seems strange. It is strange. Seems very strange. So basically... Kanye West is having uh, some very, very weird interactions with people, and uh, he's he's been vocal about an overwhelming Jewish influence. And did he did Kanye West provide context when he when he posted that screenshot? Did he say something? His his. Uh 
his words specifically about the tweet were, what should be obvious by now, and this is him tweeting with the screenshot, what should be obvious by now is that I was raised to stand for my truth regardless of the consequences. So I will say this again. I was mentally misdiagnosed and nearly drugged out of my mind to make me a, manage, a manageable, well-behaved celebrity. And then he posts a screenshot of what Pasternak, the text messages uh, what I just read, and he's basically inferring that you know he's he's they're trying to control me by dragging me out. His trainer. against his will. Against his will. How does a personal? Tra- this is where it all becomes very confusing. Yeah. How does a personal trainer from Toronto? Where does Kanye West live? LA. Uh, L.A., I would say. L.A. He's probably got places everywhere, but... A, a personal trainer, is he, is he from Toronto or does he live in Toronto? He was born in Toronto. Um, I, would, I would say... I'm trying to see if I can pull up... Uh, doesn't really say much. His clients are... Some movie stars, but... All right, so he might be L.A. based now, too. I believe he is. Okay. So a personal trainer in L.A. threatened one of the biggest celebrities on earth with medication. Yeah, and and, and just, again, to please devil's advocate for Kanye West, even if you take everything we've just set up until this point out of this conversation and you have this guy making this remark, I just pulled up other news articles. Is there... Is there uh, one? Is there one article there from a media source that is is calling out Pasternak for what he said? You see one there, or is it just just basically stating that Kanye West called him out? Well, there's one there. Who is Harley Pasternak, celebrity trainer who allegedly threatened to institutionalize and drug Kanye West? You, you got one of the five. One, and it's a sports website. Okay. So it's not it's not even but okay I'll read you iHeartRadio EV Magazine page six the one that that did declare uh, allegedly Sports Kita Marca Netflix Junkie EV Magazine again Shelby News there's not one major institution or public accredited source like you know a bigger one New York Times. Fox, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, not one single fucking company is at least investigating or asking questions as to why a trainer would have this sort of, it's like, again, because it's, it's this guy's like, Connie's like acid to touch right now. Like you're going to get fucked. So why have any honest dialogue? I don't know. Again, I just, and it's completely. It does feel that way. And look, we're not going to shy away from it. It does feel like honest dialogue is being batted down. Yeah. But fortunately for you all, we're here to bring it back. And for as long as we are doing this podcast, there is nothing we won't discuss. So, yeah, we thought we'd take a break from the uh, series we were doing to discuss this stuff because it's been pretty prevalent all over social media. It's been on everyone's mind. So we thought we'd give our take on it. But... uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything. And is there anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Thanks for listening and uh, tune in for the next episode. Okay, everyone, have a good night. This is Jay and Dom signing off.